0: Wow, why did my voice just like give there for a second? <laughs> how are you guys doing? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Janine Mapola. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, uh, my podcast is all about helping you guys out. I want people to thrive in all aspects of life mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I'm very big on overall health and just teaching you guys how to do that, but also how to love Jesus my dog Jesus, that is my man. He has changed my life. And so I do a lot of podcasts centered around that. And that is very, very important to me. And so I really hope you guys will subscribe to the podcast, come back every single Tuesday. And I just genuinely love this podcast. Like it has rejuvenated and revived a huge element in my life. Like I don't even know how else to describe it besides that. Like I look forward to every single episode. I look forward to putting this out. I look forward to bringing new guests. I look forward to the topics. Like, I just feel like I was made for a podcast. (laughs) Ever since I was little, I, like, always wanted to have my own, like, talk show or something. And I wanted to interview people and have, like, cool conversations and this is the space to do that, so I'm really excited. Also, if you guys don't know, we do upload these episodes onto YouTube, so make sure you guys check out the YouTube channel. It's just happy and healthy. So if you want to see my face or other people's faces, then go subscribe, baby. But if you see my face right now, then you can see that I'm rocking the bare face look today. Yo, I'm tired. If you can see in the YouTube video, I'm holding at my Celsius. I'm very tired today. That was like ASMR. You guys into that thing? Yeah. Same. Actually, not really. It's kind of weird. I'm a little tired today. I'm not going to lie. This week has been insane. And when you already finish this episode, I will have already been in Pennsylvania and I have a speaking engagement this next weekend in Pennsylvania. It's my last one for the month. They have been so unbelievably fun. Like I love the speaking engagements. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Like I'm here for it. I'm down to do the speaking engagements. They're really fun. And some of my followers got to see me do those when I was in Lubbock and I mean, I guess when I was in Dallas too, but next Pennsylvania will be really fun. I love meeting you guys. Yeah, that's been a really new fun thing, but it's been keeping me very, very busy. And I have two other upcoming projects I've been working on. And so, oh my gosh, every single time my neighbor looks at me, Hey neighbor. (laughs) Wow, that was so rude. I literally waved at him and he made eye contact and completely ignored me. I see this guy every single day. He walks his dog every single day. I literally waved at him and he ignored me. Wow, that like kind of hurt. That kind of hurt a little bit. Anyway, this intro is getting so long, but I did want to do a shout out to two people You guys, we do monthly supporters, or you guys monthly support my podcast financially, which is so unbelievably sweet. I never want to beg for that. I'm never like, you have to donate. You do not have to. My podcast is obviously free to listen. But there are some sweet people that do donate, and that makes me feel so happy. So thank you, guys. So I have two new monthly supporters, Christian and Will. We're out of applause. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys are the best. Um. So that's been really, really fun. So thank you guys so much for sowing a seed and donating monthly. It really, really means the world to me. I don't make much money off of this. I'm just letting you know, like, I really, really don't. But I genuinely make these because I love them. Moving along, you guys. Today's episode is going to be all about friendships. And I get so many people that come to me. They're like, Janine... I don't have friends, I'm lonely, I lost friends, I have toxic friends, how do I make friends, all all the above. And I kind of want just to get into that today, just talking about friendships because I know friendships are very, very important and they're very crucial as a Christian and I really am a firm believer just about who you surround yourself with is who you will become. If you want to be wise, walk with the wise. I mean, that's like all biblical, bad company, corrupts good morals. I mean, the Bible is very, very clear on friendships. And so I want to get right into that. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I'm sorry for the long intro, but you know what? I was like, let's just hang out. Let's just catch up. Let's just talk. Okay. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and let's just get right into it. Okay, so I'm very passionate about this topic because friendship is what changed my life. Friendship in community, Bible studies, confessing sins, people pouring into me, me pouring into other people, you know, all of that is literally what changed my life, and that is why I am so unbelievably passionate about friendships and community, and I stress this all the dang time. I mean, I bet... If you're a regular listener, you're like, Janine, we know. Get into a Bible study, community, church, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm trying. It's not that easy. And I I understand. I really, really do. I, I promise you I'm trying to validate your feelings, and I'm trying to let you know that um, uh, it's hard, and it does take time. And so, you know, my journey with friendships, and I'll just, you know, try to summarize this quickly, is – um, again, I grew up homeschooled, so didn't have very many friends growing up besides my childhood best friend down the road and my next-door neighbors. So, And then, then, of course, my siblings because I was, like, home homeschooled, y'all, until seventh grade. And then when I went to seventh grade, I went to a co-op, and that is basically like a small Christian school. My graduating class was 34 people. Like, it was tiny. But there, then I became, you know – no, how, how do I phrase this? There, I had friends actually. So I had a high school best friend. Um, and some of those girls I'm still friends with. So that is where I really learned friendships and learned, you know, when I was first starting to deal with jealousy and comparison and wanting to fit in and wanting to be normal and dealing with conflict and, you know, calling your friends out on stuff and friends calling you out on stuff. Like that's where I began to learn about that. And so some of those friends are still friends with me to this day, but I can only think of maybe two of them, to be honest, like maybe two from high school. College is where it got actually extremely rough for me. Um, College is where I entered and my two sisters went there, that same childhood best friend that I grew up with. She went there. Um, I had a college roommate I lived with that we became friends. And there was a couple of people I still regularly hung out with. But college is where I really, really struggled with friendships. And that's why I was pulled into the partying scene so much and why I felt super confused and very much, you know, I had very, very low self-esteem. I didn't really like myself. I just wanted to conform and fit into anywhere that accepted me and made me feel valuable and worthy and loved. And like, I was cool and normal. And so because I didn't have good friends holding me higher and calling me out. And even though I joined the Christian sorority, I was a Phi Lam, Lammy love shout out. If you did that too, I joined Phi Lam. I still really struggled to fit in there, and I really was teetering the line of, like, I want to be a Christian, but I also was teetering the line with the Lord, or teetering the line with the world, and so because I was also on the cheer team, the competitive cheer team, those girls weren't believers, and those were the people I was hanging out with majority of the time. People was regularly seen. I was really hanging out with them majority on the weekends, and so I just was, like, I didn't really have anyone really that I was confessing things to. Asking me, how are you doing? I mean, even if I did, it didn't feel like true, real friendships. And so I just want to say, like, I get you in the sense of it's hard to find your people. It's hard to find your rhythm. It's hard to find like, who can I trust? Who can I talk to? Who understands me? Who are people that I want to sew into and vice versa? And so I understand that. And so college was rough. I didn't really feel like I had set friends there. I didn't really feel like I had people really running the race with me. Even though I was in a Christian sorority, I didn't really feel like I totally, completely meshed with a lot of them. Like I don't feel like I still didn't feel like I fit in totally. And then moving to California is where I actually felt like I genuinely found people that I was like, oh, like this is what it's supposed to be like. And when I joined that Bible study in LA. It was like these normal, fun, godly, dope girls that like could have a glass of wine, but also like loved Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so those are the girls that I genuinely was like, this is what it's supposed to be like. And I also feel like I have it in Dallas now, but I want you to, I want to encourage you that it will take time. I want you to remember that God wants that for you. God wants that just as badly as you want it. And so just to remember that you... To pray, to be prayerful about it, to journal about it, to ask the Lord, Lord, who do you want me to run this race with? Who do you want me to sow a seed into? Who do you want calling me out? Like, who are my people? And I really do believe that you should be prayerful and intentional about praying about that because that's what I did. And the Lord was so sweet and so tender and it fell into my lap and I was like, only God could have done this. Like truly, I had a burp. I don't think I've ever gone a single episode where I don't have a burp. It's honestly because I drink these, these dang Celsius. But I want you to be intentional about praying about that because it does matter. But it's also going to require you stepping out of your comfort zone, trying different things, going to places that you wouldn't typically go to, um, being bold or also being that person for someone else. Because I remember I asked the Lord, I said, God, if I don't have community or a Bible study, I'm going to foster that. And so I was willing. Like I literally thought about which YouTubers. I like had a list of like 5 or 6 YouTubers and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to start a Bible study. I'm going to pour into these girls. I want to, you know, uh have each other hold, hold each other accountable. It's a safe space for all of us. I literally thought of like 5 to 7 YouTubers that I was going to, you know, do a Bible study with. And Before that could even happen, the Lord was like, here's a normal one. Like, here's one that's going to humble you. Here's one that's going to make you still feel safe. Here's one that's going to bring you back down to earth. Here's one that's going to get you out of the influencer world a little bit and make you get off your high horse and call you out on your bull crap. And I was, like, very, very thankful for that, actually. And so be intentional about praying for that because I really do believe that the Lord wants to bless you with that. So... I prayed about it and I, but I was also willing to do that. Like I was willing to be the person that was going to host that was going to have everyone in my home that was going to be fostering that. And so you might have to, you might have to be like that. You might have to be the one that forms that. And is like, who are the five to six girls or three girls? It doesn't have to be large. Who are the people that I'm like, okay, you know, I want to do life with them or I want to read the Bible with them or I want to call them higher and have them call me higher too. Like who are those people? And Begin to meet weekly. You know what I'm saying? But if you're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even have those three people, those two people, those five or one person. That's where I'm going to encourage you to get involved in a church or join an organization or find something. For me, like I said, it was joining Phylam at my at my college and also joining Young Life for a moment there and finding what interests you and what hobbies do you like. I have actually made friends that I still am dear friends with, like, my friend Chandler. I met her at the gym, like, five years ago. And so I really do believe, like, if you just go places and you ask the Lord, like, Lord, show me my friends, who can I meet, he'll bless you with that. And, like, random unexpected places. Like, my friend Chandler met her at the gym five years ago. We're still friends to this day. Like, she's, like, a big sister to me. And so random places will definitely, you know, help you find Um, community if you're intentional about it. A lot of the times you just have to go out of your way to be okay to have the awkward, uncomfortable conversation of, hey, what's your name? Oh, what do you do? Like, there's a lot of times when you're in a room full of women and you might feel like, I don't know anybody here. This is awkward. This is uncomfortable. I don't know. And you just need to go out of your way to say hello to someone, to greet someone, just to be like, how are you doing? Or what's your name? Or where do you live? Or Yada, yada, yada. Like, it might be uncomfortable, but that is how we grow. That is how we, you know, make good positive changes is by getting out of the comfort zone, by getting out of the boat, the comfort boat. You know what I'm saying? Walking on the water, trusting Jesus, keeping your eyes fixed on him, and knowing that, like, he's going to take care of you. But I will say, I I am definitely more, oh, my dear God, I have 63 unread messages. Sorry, there's a group text that is blowing up on my phone. And I just looked over, and it had 63 unread text messages. (laughs) But anyway, it's going to take you being uncomfortable sometimes or pushing yourself and just being nice and kind to people that might be unexpected. And I will say that's a lot of the times when I've met friends is by me going up to random strangers or being in random situations and just saying hi or inviting people to places Um, that, you know, you might be scared to invite them to, but just being like, hey, do you want to go get dinner? Do you want to get coffee? Do you want to come to this prayer night, this worship night? And sowing a seed and investing in them. And I really do think that, people need that. And also it would help you too. You never know what can form and grow from that relationship. And so number one, of course, I'm going to encourage you to get involved in a church and try to see if they have community groups there and get involved in a community group there. And just by volunteering at church, you'll meet people because you'll be walking in the same path as the same people, doing community with them, working at the same things with them, whether it's the coffee shop or the greeting or the whatever it is. That'll help. Or just joining an organization of things that you find fun. If you play tennis, you might meet other people that play tennis and that might want to join a Bible study with you there. So just like living life and doing things that are fun and that interest you, groups, organizations, working out, whatever it may be, I really do believe that you can meet some really cool pe- people that way. But again, it's going to require you to be intentional, to go out of your way and maybe make some things, do some things that make you feel a little uncomfortable with or that you don't traditionally do. But I do want to encourage you in the season of loneliness because the season of loneliness, it's real. Like, it definitely is. Like, I remember um, in college, even though I was on a campus of 50,000-plus people, I never felt more alone in my life. And to be honest, there was a lot of times when I would walk from my class back to my apartment or to the bus, and I would actually cry, and I would have my head down, And I would have music playing and it was like sad boy music when honestly I should have been listening to worship and music and worship that encouraged my soul and my mind and my spirit. But instead, I was filling my mind with sad, sad boy music that encouraged that loneliness and that sadness more and that made me feel more alone. It made me feel more depressed and more anxious and like, wow, I'm unlovable and no one likes me and no one cares about me and I'm never going to find friends. And so just as a side tangent, like fill your mind with fruitful beneficial godly things that don't make you feel alone like I just never remember really when I was in college like God is with me like he is fighting for me he's my defender he's avenging for me he's never left me alone but I just sat instead and marinated on how alone and sad and depressed and ugly and stupid and lonely and weird and you know like such an outcast compared to everyone and so if you're walking through that just know I've been there and I've done that and it's a real feeling and it's sad and it's hard and you might be in that you might be in a room full of people and you're like I don't belong here I do not fit here and that might be for a season or maybe you're just hanging out with the wrong people because the right people will not make you feel like that the wrong people will make you feel like I do not fit here I do not belong here and the thing is you guys you're not meant to fit in everywhere I promise you you're just not there's going to be situations where you're like absolutely I don't fit in here because I'm not supposed to fit in here. If it's a room full of ungodly people or people that are, you know, non-believers that are talking about really gross, derogatory, disgusting things or they're just not believers they don't edify your spirit and edify each other then yeah, you're not supposed to fit in. You're not supposed to look like them. And that's that's okay. And I don't want you to look like them. But again, you can go in there, you can be kind, you can be loving. But that's okay if you don't go in that room and you fit in. But there are going to be times when you're like, I want so badly these people to affirm me, to accept me, to include me. And there's going to be waves of people that are like, we will not, you know, they don't even see you, you feel super unseen. And then there's going to be people that are going to say, hey, with open arms, come on in. Like, this is where you, where you belong. Welcome. We are your family. And that again, will take time. And I hope that you guys will be those, that type of person to other people. And I remember just growing up feeling super unloved and unwelcomed and, like, I was an outcast my entire life, high school, middle school, college. So, like, I strive to make sure now that when people walk into a room or there's a girl that feels uh, lonely or unseen or awkward or uncomfortable or shy or, like, does anyone care that I'm here? Like, I want to go out of my way to make sure that that girl or that guy feels seen and loved and welcomed because that was me for so dang long for so long of like who does anyone want me here like who actually cares about me do i actually belong like and then i felt like i had to conform to fit in with this group because i wanted to be normal and accepted so do that for other people be that person for other other people that might need that that need to feel seen and cared for and heard and loved but loneliness it's real and remembering you guys that jesus was lonely a lot of the times he was very misunderstood People didn't like him, you know, one day they praised him, one day they were like, hail King Jesus, and the next day they said crucify him. And that's just how it might be with you and your friends, and in your community, and in situations you're in, you might have friends for one day, and then the next day they're like, we don't like you, and they're gossiping about you, and they're toxic, and they're belittling you, and they remove you, and they stop inviting you, and they stop including you, and it's super painful, and it hurts been there, done that. And um, I know I'm all over the place because this is all encapsulating friendship and I'm looking at my list and I am basically have like the four points of toxic friends and loneliness and how to make friends and losing friends and what if you don't look like your friends anymore? What if you've outgrown your friends? These are all different podcasts that I could break out into, but overall I'm just trying to give advice regarding friendship as a whole because friendship is hard. And so loneliness, it can be for a season. There's a difference between being lonely and being alone. Loneliness is like a very deep pain that I don't think that God has for us. I don't think God wants us to be like that forever because I just think that God has fostered us and made us to be in community. But there might be a season where you go through that, like the seasons I've been through. But I do think that those seasons, you have the ability to choose how to handle it, how to steward it. Does this make me better? Does this grow me? Or am I going to let this make me angry at God? Am I going to let this make me withdraw and isolate even more? The enemy loves isolation, so do not isolate. There's a difference between, like I said, loneliness and being alone. Loneliness really is an epidemic. It's a sad thing that a lot of our generation is dealing with, and I don't want anyone to feel lonely, especially since we have God. We have him with our by our side 24-7. He promises to us that he will never... Leave us or forsake us so we always have us. So even if you feel lonely, remember that you are not alone. You might be alone. Like, I, I think it's super healthy to know how to be alone, how to be alone with God, how to be alone uh, when you're single, how to be alone. For a season where you're like, I don't need anyone else to satisfy me, to fulfill me, to make me feel needed or wanted. Like, I know who God says I am. I'm very content in that. Like, I had to go through a brutal season of that. That's why I chose to live alone for two years. But even though I was living alone, I never felt alone because I had God with me the entire time. And I was very intentional about stewarding the loneliness the alone season well of living alone where i reached out to people had community was hanging out with friends bible studies churches calling friends FaceTiming. so there's the difference between being lonely and just being alone and god can be present in both of those like very very present but loneliness is a different pain it's like a deep pain where you're just like no one understands me and i don't fit in anywhere where do i belong and I don't want you to stay there. So that, if that's something you're dealing with, I'm so sorry. But that's why I want to really push you and encourage you to go out of the comfort zone, to be intentional about not staying there. Because loneliness will push you to isolation. It'll push you to really deep, dark places to where you, you think this is just how it's going to be. I'm not wanted. And, that, and isolation and loneliness is really where the enemy starts to speak to you. And where he really starts to uh, tell lies to you and say that no one does want you, and he'll chirp these lies in your head, and if you have no one to bounce those ideas and those lies off of, they, they can really bring you down a deep, dark hole. This pastor Jonathan Pakluda said that um, all good ideas seem good in isolation, which is so true. When you're alone and you have no one holding you accountable or running, you're running these ideas through, all good ideas seem good. In isol- all, all bad ideas seem good in isolation. Because no one's saying, hey, that's actually probably not a good idea. Or, hey, that sin is not okay. I don't want you to stay there. So just be careful with the loneliness. And I know, again, you're like, how, Janine? That's why I keep encouraging you. Get out of your comfort zone. Be involved. Go places. Reach out to people. Speak to people. Say, I need help. I'm struggling. Whatever the case may be. But then I also want to talk about the idea of losing friends and outgrowing friends. Because this is a real thing. There are people in my life that I have a hundred percent outgrown. And especially when you grow your faith with Jesus, it is inevitable if you are walking with people that are non believers that you are going to lose friends or they're not going to understand you or they're going to be like, You've changed. I don't like the new you anymore. What happened to you? We used to go party all the time, and now you don't want to, like you're so boring now. People are going to say that. The more you grow your relationship with Jesus, that is inevitable. And honestly, if it's not happening, I'm I'm probably going to and say this in a lovingly gentle way. I'm going to question your faith a little bit. Because as you grow your relationship with Jesus, you are called to be in the world but not of the world. You're called to be a city on a hill. You're called to be set apart. You're called to look different. You're called to um, act different, to believe things different, to not perform and conform the way that the world does. And so people should be saying that. People should. I know I've had people say that to me, I know I've lost friends because of that. I know people that I used to party with back in the day. People that I used to run wild with, I don't hang out with them anymore. They don't invite me anymore. And I'm kind of glad they don't. And so if if people are not seeing a difference in you, they're not seeing a change, then I want you just to be like, okay. Like, am I really, really running this race with Jesus? Well, and I'm going to give you grace because I know it takes time. It's hard. It took me years to figure out what that looked like, and I can make that a whole separate podcast. But it's inevitable that you're going to lose friends, and that's okay. But you still love those people. You still show up for them. You still be a light. You still be kind. You still show them Jesus. But let them say that. But it is natural to outgrow people that no longer – you know, look like you or serve you spiritually anymore. There's so many people that I used to hang out with that I just don't hang out with them anymore. And there are people that I still love to hang out with, perhaps. I still love to hang out with them. I invite them places. But at the end of the day, when someone spiritually, friend-wise or even dating-wise, when they don't match up with you spiritually any longer, something always feels empty. You're always like, oh, something's just not fully matching here anymore my spirit feels a little bit empty here I I feel like there's just something missing there's a mark that's being missed here because you can't go deep with them anymore they cannot understand you in a deep intimate way anymore because when you have a relationship with Jesus it is something that is so deep and so beautiful and so intimate and so sweet that people will not understand it if they do not have that and I want to let you know that that is natural and so those are the people that I love them I still show up for them I care about them I pray for them but when I need prayer or when I need a spiritual warfare person to pray for me or to battle for me when I need to cry to someone or when I'm like I am really really struggling those are not the people I go to anymore they're just not and when I think about the people that I do go to it's like my roommate Maddie and my friends from California and my best friend Penny and my friends here like Danny and my friend Olivia like those are people that I'm telling, like, I am struggling because they get me. They match with me. They pray for me. They're, they're prayer warriors. They they uh, empathize with me. They sympathize with me. You see what I'm saying? And so it's okay to outgrow friends, but you can still love them from afar. It doesn't mean you're mean to them, you're rude to them, but you can love them from afar and just, you know, if they like, hey, you've changed, you can be like, I have changed because Jesus has changed my life. And you could be a light to them, and your testimony can hopefully lead them to Christ as well, to where they see that you've changed for the better in a more positive way. And you can help lead them to Christ eventually. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But when it comes to toxic friends, I... I can think of one in my life that I outgrew. We, you know, we ended in a very sad way, to be honest, and it's not something I'm totally proud of. It's not something I'm sure she'd be totally proud of, but it just did not end well. It ended very messy, and I unfortunately no longer have a relationship with this friend. But I still wholeheartedly root from her for afar. I still pray for her. I've you know, texted her a couple times. And just been like, hey, I'm still praying for you. I'm still rooting for you. But I've outgrown her. And this is the type of friendship that I feel like I look back and I'm just like, that was kind of rough. Like, that was kind of hard. And it's okay to end that. And it's okay to say, all right, like, we had a season. We had a moment. We had a chapter together. But that chapter came to an end. And thank you for the memories. Thank you for all the times. Thank you for the good times. Thank you for what you have taught me. But this doesn't no longer serve me. This doesn't make me look more like Jesus. This doesn't bless me this makes me more sad it makes me feel more confused it makes me feel kind of belittled or whatever the case may be for you so you just move on with your life and you grieve that because it is losing something that's really special and you can grieve that relationship and you can grieve that friendship and you can be like that was beautiful for the season that I had but some good things just might come to an end and it might just be that friendship and so especially if this friend is belittling you or gossiping about you or they're making you feel worse about yourself, constantly pointing down on you, condemning you, making you feel dumb, or they, um, especially when you're around other guys, they make little comments about you like, oh, <laughs> oh, sweetie, like you think you're so funny or blah, blah, that. You know, those like very belittling, catty comments, like those are people that you do not want in your life. Like pay close attention to the people that are not celebrating you and they're not happy for you when good things are happening. Pay close attention to that. I can think so distinctly of one person that I would say really big things. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I booked this gig, I booked this acting show, I booked this hosting thing, I just hit a million subscribers, whatever the case was." And this person just not feeling like excited for me. And like I would I would remember the face and I would be like, Something's off. Like, she's not congratulating me. She's not supporting for me. She's not rooting for me. And when you have a true friend, like, I can think of my best friend Penny – When something big would happen, she would genuinely celebrate me. She would genuinely be like, I am so happy. We're taking you to dinner. We're going to get a drink. We're going to get, like, all dressed up. We're going to take pictures. Like, she wanted to celebrate me. That is how I am with my roommate, Maddie. My roommate, Maddie, just launched a book that's doing amazing. And people can look at me and be like, why are you not jealous? Because her win is my win. I love when my roommate is successful and wins. And I'm so proud of her. Because she's doing big things for the kingdom. I am so excited when she grows, when she's successful, when she's happy, when her book does amazing, all these things. Because I am secure in who I am and she's secure in who she is. But toxic people are typically not secure in who they are. And so they project all these insecurities and fears and things onto you. And when you win, they're like, ugh. It's like this deep thing of like, I don't want her to win because then that makes me feel more small or less accomplished or less successful when that's not how it is. That's never how it should be. Just because she's doing big things doesn't mean I can't do big things. That doesn't mean that there's less space or less room for me to do big things just because she's doing big things. And that's when you know you might have a toxic friend in your life that's calling you lower and they're bringing you down and every time you leave with them you feel disappointed or discouraged or kind of like something feels kind of icky in my spirit. And you can just slowly distance yourself from them. But hopefully, if you are mature and you feel right and you can handle it, you can have a healthy conversation with this person and just let them know, like, I love you, but I I just feel like I'm not my best self. Like, I feel really sad or discouraged or like you're not winning or rooting for me. And hopefully you can have a mature conversation. And they might be like, what are you talking about? They might come for you. They might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's okay. They may not understand you at first. And hopefully down the road, they will. If they are a mature person, hopefully they can self-reflect and re- and see, oh, you know what? You're right. I was not being your best friend. I was not championing you. I was not being the best friend that I could be to, to you and towards you. But immature people or unhealthy people typically cannot see that. And narcissistic people definitely cannot see that. And so it's okay to have to let that go and now that I look back and that my friend and I are not really friends anymore, you know, I miss I miss this person. I miss her a lot. I'm, like, kind of sad that it ended the way that it did. Um, and I'm not totally, like, you know, happy with how it ended and proud of that. But part of me is, like, that's okay. I had her for a season, and I just feel like there's more people that I'm, I feel more comfortable and safe with and that are championing me than her. And that's okay. I, again, will root for her from afar. And... That's all, period, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, I kind of popped off on some of those things, but just to reiterate, um, I hear you guys, and maybe I can go deeper into these conversations with other people, but I promise you, like, it does take time, but then eventually when you find your people, you're like, oh, my gosh, like... This is what I've been longing for. And I just want to encourage you to meet with these people regularly and invest in them and pray for them. Fight for your friends. uh, Encourage them. Like, Maddie was going through a really hard day yesterday, and I went and prayed for her. And we always check up on each other. We go to each other's rooms, and we're like, how are you doing? Like, how can I pray for you? And, like, what's been good? What's been bad? Like, asking the deep questions and just fighting for your friends because there is a spiritual battle happening, you guys. Fight for your friends. Pray for them, avenge on their behalf. My friend Riley always avenges on my my behalf. She prays for me. She's covering me in prayer. My friend Sarah Elson, I mean, there's just so many people that I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus, for that person. But I will say, in my defense, I do feel like I have it maybe a little bit easier to meet people because I'm an influencer and people DM me and they reach out to me and people kind of see my life a little bit more publicly. So, of course, I'm in the public eye, like people – know who I am. And so I do think that people reach out to me more because of of that. And so in my defense, I will say, yes, it might be a little bit easier for me. And I want to, you know, just make that disclaimer out there for y- y'all that are like, well, I'm not an influencer. Like I don't have the ability to have that. And so I just want to say, I hear you. I'm going to put that on the table of say, yes, you're right. And that's why I just want to encourage you to join a church, to join community groups, to join organizations, workout classes, and also join my Abai Tribe. Because my by Tribe is for the intention of helping women find community in their cities. It's a Facebook page that's for girls. Any age doesn't matter. It's for girls all around the world. Join the Facebook page and post on there, where do you live? What are your needs? What do you want? and reach out to girls, and girls are finding community on my Abide Tribe. It is the most beautiful, sweet thing for me to see, truly. And so post on there, please. Post that you're like, hey, I need community. I need friends. I need someone to reach out to. And I've had a ton of girls meet their friends and best friends on there, so please be intentional about doing that. It's called the Abide Tribe for Girls on Facebook. That is the whole purpose and reason why I made that group, is so that you guys can find community in your cities. I hope that helped um that was a lot you guys but I feel like I covered it for the most part but uh I'm just gonna make a little prayer for you guys really quickly because again I know the whole friendship thing is hard and difficult but I just want to just cover you guys in prayer right now and just say hey I'm rooting for you guys I love y'all I want the best for you guys and um it takes time but let's just be prayerful about that time all right Heavenly Father, I just want to dedicate this moment just to you for any girl or any guy that's out there listening. Lord, we know that you have created us to be in community. You did not create us to be set apart. That is why you created Eve, because you said that it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for us to be alone, Father. But we do get to praise and worship you and say thank you, Jesus, that we are not alone alone. Like, we always have you. When We always have you as someone to talk to, to feel safe with. And so just remind those that right now that feel lonely or alone that you have never left them, you've never forsaken them, that you will always be with them no matter where they go. And so, Lord, I just want to pray right now for anyone listening that's like, I don't have friends or I'm looking for community or I don't feel like I feel safe with anyone. Lord, would you just come in? Would you just let this be their prayer to say, Father, bless me with Godly people that love me that care about me that I feel safe with a community group a church Whatever that may be If that's someone through the abide tribe just even if it's one friend or two friends It's better to have um, More quality friends and quantity of friends. So lord I just want to pray over that right now for someone listening. That's like lord. I so deeply want community So lord, would you just bless them? And if you're listening right now, I just want you to say god Will you please bless me with godly friends? That is what my heart desires. I want you just to say that really quickly. And Lord, I know that you will do that because that is the desire you have for us is to be in community and to to know to be known fully, to be loved, to be cared for, to be seen, to be heard. So God, would you just show up for them in a very real way, real way and let them know that you are working even when we don't see it. And we just love you so much, Jesus, and it's in your name, amen all right you guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode i love y'all so much It was a little bit of a longer one a little bit of all over the place crazy whatever but i feel passionate about this so thank you guys for listening i will see you guys next tuesday for another episode of happy and healthy until then stay happy and healthy bye guys bye.